For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Believe in Sparks, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm Sydney Weiss. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. Thank you so much, Sid. On this episode of Believe in Sparks, we're going to hear from Taya Cooper, Jasmine Walker, and head coach and general manager Derek Fisher. Our moderator, as usual, is Eli Horwitz. Take it away, Eli. We'll start with Rashawn Haylock with KTLA. What was your uh, biggest takeaway from playing down in the, the Warble last season, and how do you envision your role changing on this team this year? Um, my biggest takeaway was, you know, learning from all the vets and everybody with experience. I was surrounded by great players. Um, and I just got to learn so much. And then I had a lot of time to spend in the bubble, like our free time with the coaches and, you know, them just helping me grow as a player and a person. And um, I think my biggest takeaway would really have to just be learning. And um, to bring that to this year, you know, just using what I learned and like showing that I, you know, grow, like just constant growth and that, um, I'm here to, you know, keep learning and keep growing. And every day I just want to add something new. Go to Roz Golden, Rude Respect from Sportsnet. I just wanted to ask about specific basketball lessons that you take from last season to this season. Um, I think specifically as a point guard, you know, um, just realizing that most importantly, my energy affects everybody. So, you know, just constantly being that energy boost and then also being confident and showing that I know what's going on. I can control the room, I can control the table when, you know, it's my opportunity to. And um, just being a leader with or without the ball. Miriam Swanson, LA Daily News. I guess, like, how exciting is it just to, like, be able to get back out and compete? And uh, what are you guys looking to accomplish tomorrow? Honestly, like, because my, you know, last year was in the bubble, like, it's kind of exciting to, like, have an itinerary, to travel, to, you know, travel with the team. We're not in the same place, just getting on the bus and going to the same place. Uh, we're actually going somewhere else. So I think just, like, even, like, just taking appreciation to the fact that we get to travel this year. And it's not really like a bubble, but it's kind of a bubble. But, you know, we're making strides to finally trying to open up. And um, I think just that, like, just appreciating every step of the way because we didn't have that last year. So I kind of am getting like a rookie experience. So um, I'm really embracing that right now and then 
when the time presents itself, um, I'll worry about, you know, the game. And Thanks, Miriam. We'll go to John W. Davis, the Windsider. So you mentioned learning earlier, and I know that last year obviously was a learning process for you. And I remember last year you talked about, you know, some of the difficulties of the pick and roll, whether it's on offense or defense. So what have you been able to learn so far about executing the pick and roll from players like Christy Tolliver and Erica Wheeler, who you didn't have access to last year? Um, I would have to say, you know, this is my first time experiencing Christy Tolliver uh, and he. So I think that as of recently, like Christy is like real calm, like not too high, not too low. She stayed medium. She she's real methodical. Like she's smooth. It's not like too quick. It's not fast. It's not. It's just like she's reading. She's smart with it. So I think just learning, like you know, how to slow down her pace and how she's reading everything and she's taking what they give her and you know just making reads off that. Just learning that from her and then um, he is he is like she's quick. She changes pace. She's fast. She's uh, aggressive on defense is like it's they, they got two different player styles so like really I'm getting the best of both worlds like slow down change my pace I get to learn from both of them and um, it's really exciting because they cool people they want to help they want to help you learn so like it's like an easy transition with the both of them we'll hear more from Taya Cooper after this message Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Go over to Chris Henderson. Congratulations on the deal with Jordan Brand, and I'm pretty sure that's a lead honor for you. Can you talk about being a part of the prestigious brand and what is your favorite like retros off the court? Because I know you won the 34 and the 35 probably this year, but can you talk about um, what is your favorite retros and how it is to be on the brand? Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> when when I, um, unfortunately, when the, the contract was signed and I was a part of the family, it was still COVID, so I didn't get to formally meet anybody. I didn't get to like, you know, shake your hand, see people, be congratulated or whatever. But just recently we was able to go to um, Florida and um, hang with Michael Jordan and be on the boat and do a photo shoot and all types of fun stuff. And just a welcome to the team and meet everybody. and You know, see smiles, shake hands and stuff like that. So that was a wonderful feeling. And I mean, honestly, like, I don't think not, like 10% of the population can honestly say that they sat there and was hanging out with Jordan on the boat, a yacht to be exact. Like, that's crazy. And I think that, um, you know, people fight over their shoes. Like, people really go crazy about these shoes. And the fact that I just get a shipment at home is like very prestigious. It's, it's amazing. It's not a big team. So it's like one of few. So it's special. Um, my favorite Jordans are the ones. And I would love to play in them actually, but um, off the court, I think my favorite ones, I don't even have a favorite, like any ones lower high I'm wearing. Go to Daniel Artest. Emerging in last year's bubble, you proved your worth uh, to the LA Sparks as a key reserve with the changes at, in the roster spot at the guard position this year. What is your mindset coming into this season and how have you adjusted to 
your teammates uh, needs in, uh, in training camp? Um, I think my mindset was really to like, you know, come in, um, be a leader, be vocal, like just everything that I did last year, just keep adding on to that growing, um, my energy, my effort, my ability to keep learning, being coachable, um, a pleasure to be around, like just stuff like that. You know, I just, I really wanted to just keep growing in, in any way possible. So the fact that, you know, we have time to work out with the coaches and, you know, spend extra time in the gym and we're not locked up on time and you know, opportunity to like work out, it's been a complete difference. Like, um, it's like completely different. I have time, I have opportunity, I have my teammates here, I can work out with them. So it's like, just keep growing. Last one for Taylor, then we have Jasmine Walker ready to come right after. We'll go to Chris Camello. Obviously, um, today is what would have been the, the uh, 15th birthday for Gianna Bryant. And I just wanted to know what, because obviously everyone's been posting up, including the Sparks today. I wanted to know what impact you think she could have had on the women's game had she continued on, on her journey. Oh, man. That's, that's... That's, it's, it's such a sad, like, topic. I like the fact that, you know, she's not here. Um, she she was a, a light to women's basketball. You know, she had a very bright future. She um, she had support all over the world. Everybody was rooting for her. Like, she was just a, a pleasure to watch. And then the fact that her father was uh, Kobe and to see their bond and just see, like, a father-daughter relationship and just the support that he showed from basketball, like, it was a – it was a wonderful thing. And, you know, today and every day is, you know, in honor of her, like her heart, her resilience, the, everything that their family represents, I think that, you know, should be celebrated and everything that they're doing for her is remarkable. All right, media, uh, excited to have the number seven overall pick in the 2021 WNBA draft, Jasmine Walker here. Go to Rashawn Haylock with Spectrum Sportsnet and KTLA. How would you assess the way this, this first week has gone for you? And, and what are you looking to accomplish tomorrow? Uh, this week has been uh, filled with a lot of information. Uh, you know, just learning things that need to be done and what is asked for you. On the court, uh, I'm looking to do what I need to do, do what's asked me, and put the ball in the hole tomorrow. That's, my, that's what I'm looking to do tomorrow. Roz Golden Wude with Spectrum Sportsnet. What are the aspects that seem to be translating pretty easy, like pretty naturally so far of the game. And then are there certain aspects already that are proving a little bit harder at the pro level? I have to say no. Uh, at the end of the day, it's basketball. Uh, I feel like the key concepts are always the same. It's just how that coach would want. It's like coaches have their way of wanting something different. That's the only thing I feel like that's different. You know, coaches coach a different way. So, you know, I feel like that's the only thing for is like learning, the learning process goes. But I feel, at the end of the day, like I, feel, I still feel though, like this is basketball. John W. Davis of Windsider. Hi, Jasmine. What have you learned about yourself so far in training camp? Hearing you talk today, you sound like you feel like you belong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I belong here. Uh, what I've learned in training camp, don't take a position off. Bring every energy, every possession. And, you know, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I always do. So it comes easy for me as well. Time for two more. We'll go over to Chris Camello, Nightcast Media. 
Uh, talk about the competition aspect and and the energy and the spark that 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 provides in, in this atmosphere and how you've been able to maybe benefit from that. Uh, I love it. I love it when players work hard. Uh, I love when players push each other. And this team is full of competitors, like full of competitors. We push each other every day, trying to make each other better. And I feel like as a rookie, you know, I, I enjoy that. Like, I enjoy competition. I enjoy having a fit make me better, you know, because I want to be where she is, you know, years on now, you know. So the competitive level is high, very high. And I'm enjoying every bit of it. Last question for Jazz, and we'll go to Daniel Artest. When, when, when I was doing my um, – my scouting for this draft, he was one of my favorite players to um, to scout because of the way you can create your own offense. He was one of the, you know, one of the best pure shooters in this draft as well. Uh, I just wanted to know, like, because I know that you're working on, you know, becoming a three after playing the four um, at your old school and everything. I just want to know how has that been going uh, with your player development? Uh, you know, working on the same thing, you know, never go away from my strengths. I'm always shooting the ball and stuff, working on that ball and creating my own shot and stuff. So that's what I mainly focus on. That's what we mainly focus on here. Uh, just uh, we always work on, you know, making each other better and stuff. So that's mainly what I've been working on: ball handling, stick sticking to my strengths. All right, questions for Derek. We'll start with Pavi with H and G Media. Um, you know, obviously, think about the W is this 12 uh, roster spots right now. You have 15 players competing for those spots, and you already have some um, guaranteed contracts. Can you talk about the competition level that you see? And um, can't right now, and and you know, do you think that the uh, lack of spots um, adds to that right now? Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, we uh, we were intentional about creating uh, a highly competitive, you know, training camp environment, and uh, you know, we we just felt like that was really important to pushing us forward and and the growth that we needed to take as a team and uh, establishing the type of, you know, basketball culture and, and environment that we want to have in the gym every day uh, is to compete for everything. And so uh, we, we feel like that has worked well. Uh, we're very fortunate that, you know, <clears throat> we have some very, very professional, um, you know, women in, in training camp that, that understand uh, the challenges that the WNBA poses in terms of having only 12 roster spots. Um, and, and recognizing that they do have to come in and compete for one of those spots, that there are no guarantees or uh, entitlements. And uh, so we, we feel like it's going well. Um, the, you know, in talking even to the players, they, they feel it, they know that, you know, that that's a part of it. Um, but in, in the gym, you can tell that they're competing um, for an opportunity to be on this team, but they're still rooting for one another, right? Like it's, 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 there's still a very team, uh, you know, environment and aspect to what's going on. And um, it, it's been fun to be a part of. So, uh, you know, it, it won't be easy to, to make the final decisions that, it, you know, that would be necessary for us to make, but uh, we're, we're having a great, you know, week and a half, you know, or so. And, uh, you know, just kind of looking forward to, you know, seeing how things look tomorrow. Taya was talking about um, that just having an itinerary is kind of exciting for her after after her first season in the bubble, um, as far as going into tomorrow's game. Um, and also that she appreciates like having more court time than you guys were allotted in, in the bubble as well. Um, how are those like, you know, are, are you cognizant of the sort of those differences? And, and how do you think that will help a player like her grow? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, 
you know, it was interesting for Coop, like just, you know, being a second year player, but, uh, you know, being in your first, uh, you know, training camp type of environment. Um, and so, you know, I think there was, it was an entirely new experience for her as a player in the WNBA, um, you know, which can be good, right? You know, for her to experience, uh, you know, what it's like to have, you know, 15 players on a roster, um, you know, everybody competing for opportunity in, in minutes, um, and then being fortunate, uh, you know, to have a space here, uh, you know, where we can train and prepare ourselves as players and as a team, um, you know, to be at our best in terms of performance. Uh, and so, you know, time with coaches, court space, um, being in market where our, our, our staff in terms of our team, um, you know, as we're obviously like following protocols and, you know, people that are in different tiers can be, um, you know, around the players at different times. And so, you know, just being able to have that support here in LA, I think it's really beneficial for, for all of us, um, you know, uh, in Coop in particular, you know, as a player that likes to work and likes to get better, um, you know, it, it's been really positive so far. Was talking about how she feels like she belongs. Uh, she feels like the competition aspect has been great. I just wanted to kind of get your early impressions of what she has been able to to bring to the table. And uh, have you has anything surprised you about her so far? Um, no, she belongs for sure. Um, she she's made that very clear. Uh, you know, we obviously uh, you know felt very strongly about you know, her potential, the ability that she had as a player, um, you know, to be impactful, which is why we, uh, you know, we moved up in the draft to just have the opportunity that if, if she was there at seven, um, you know, we didn't tell many people about <laughs> what our, our interest was, but, uh, you know, the, the opportunity to draft her at number seven was very, very intentional and um, she belongs. Uh, you know, she she has the game that it takes to be a good pro. Uh, she has the, the mindset to, to get here early and stay late and ask questions and put time in on the court. Um, and so, you know, she's done everything a first-year player can do to, you know, to send the message to, you know, her coaches, her teammates, everybody that uh, she, she is confident, she does believe in herself, but there's a level of humility and respect and appreciation for this opportunity. And that's the energy that she comes in the gym with. Uh, so that makes us all want to help her even more. Uh, and that's been really cool to see. So we, we definitely believe Jasmine has a really bright future in this league. Um, and she can be one of the great ones, not just good ones. Um, but, you know, that takes time. And uh, she's willing to put that time in. Tomorrow marks another checkpoint, right? As far as camp goes, uh, what are some things that you're, you're kind of focusing on as you go into tomorrow that, that you're going to be looking for? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing, man. And, and, you know, in the W, it's like a, um, it's, it's almost like a long sprint, you know, like the season being, you know, 32 games and, um, you know, the turnaround from draft to training camp to your first regular season game. Uh, it's so quick and you don't have you know, the opportunity to kind of see how things go the first couple months, you know, and then start to figure some things out. Like you, you really need to 
um, have a solid foundation from the beginning. So tomorrow is an opportunity to kind of, you know, start to build some of those habits and, and some of that foundation in, in a game type of setting. Uh, so, you know, we, we've had to spend a little more time in practice, um, you know, just introducing, you know, sideline out of bounds or baseline out of bounds, you know, jump ball, free throw line, just different situations that you're going to experience in a game. Um, but most importantly, still, I think for tomorrow, um, you know, the most vital habits um, are communication defensively. Um, the most vital habits offensively are sharing the basketball and passing it when somebody else is open, uh, setting good screens, uh, you know, sprinting back on defense, taking good shots. Like, it, you know, those are the things that, you know, are important to be able to assess and evaluate even in these, you know, preseason situations, um, you know, more so than clean execution of things. Uh, it, it's really a habit building process and, We'll, we'll get a chance to see, you know, fatigue is gonna, <laughs> it's gonna show a lot of people <laughs> how hard it really is to, to be good in this league. Uh, and, and we'll get to see how some people respond to being like really, really tired, you know, and having to face some of the best players in the world at the same time. Um, it's different than practice. So um, it, it'll be fun. And uh, it's not as much about the result of it, but you know, some of the, the habits that we've tried to build this, this past week, you know, hopefully we'll be able to see some of those, um, you know, start to show themselves in, in the game situation. To kind of go off what Rashawn was saying, Coach, you know, you only technically have this one official preseason game next Saturday. Yeah, you have this scrimmage, but how much stock are you putting into a, a player's performance when it comes to evaluation when you're talking about, you know, just these two opportunities, the scrimmage and this preseason game versus – everything you get to see from them and all of the various practice scenarios that you create in training camp. Like what, what's more important when it comes to the final evaluation, like these games or all these practices that you've created? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, um, you know, a combination of both, uh, you know, how, um, you know, like with, with school, for example, like, it, you know, instead of everything being weighted in a final exam and a midterm exam and, nothing else matters, right? Like they figured out in school that, you know, you need to give a certain percentage to homework assignments. You need to give a certain percentage to quizzes. You need to give a certain percentage to, you know, to a midterm or a quarter exam. Like you try to spread out, you know, how you want to weigh how good a player is and, and how they'll be able to fit in your team. Um, that doesn't just rely on, you know, 15 minutes in a preseason game or a scrimmage when she's shown you, um, you know, many things over the course of 14 days or 17 days that she is capable of doing some things that maybe don't always translate um, in the game situation, especially if she's a young player. Because um, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, she's processing, you know, she's a first or second year player, just hasn't been in these situations a lot. Um, so, you know, it, it will help for sure. It, it does matter. Um, you know, there are players that can perform like an all-star at 10 in the morning and at seven at night, it's different. <laughs> so, 
you know, I think it is important to pay attention to some things in, in these two games uh, that we'll have. But what's also important to us is who she is, you know, as a woman. And, and those are things in terms of her character and her integrity. Does she show up on time? Is she here early? Uh, does she want to get better? Does she stay late? Uh, those are all things that, you know, some people can look good in the game and don't handle those things very well. Um, and she won't fit into what we're trying to do. So um, there's a balance to it, um, but there's no question we're excited about, um, you know, the chance to evaluate it in, in game situations that just hard to simulate in practice. Philosophically um, and maybe stylistically, if, if you'd be willing, I'd, I'd love to know what to look for, just like what you're, what you're trying to do offensively and defensively as in like you know is this going to be pick and roll oriented do you want to have a post touch first like defensively what, what, what's it about you know yeah yeah no great questions we uh, I mean we we want to play fast like we the, the pace that we need to be able to play at is so key like the, the way we've constructed this roster um you know we do ourselves a disservice by you know tiptoeing down the court and you know, taking 15 seconds just to get up, you know, into something. Um, we want to attack people before their defense can be back and set. Uh, so, you know, it's why, you know, we've focused on the type of personnel that we've brought in. Um, you know, a, a good amount of screen roll for sure. Um, you know, Erica Willis' ability to operate in screen roll. Um, you know, Christy Tolliver, Brittany uh, Sykes has improved. Tara Cooper has improved, Sydney Weiss, um, and, and just continuing to put different people, you know, in those situations. We have some great, you know, pick and pop players that can shoot the basketball from the perimeter. So for sure, heavy dose of pick and roll. Um, and, you know, but also providing opportunities for, uh, you know, NECA and, and Sinead and, and players that are great, you know, high percentage shooters in, in the paint. Um, to get consistent touches as well. Uh, so I think the main thing that we want to do is, you know, we want to get down the court and get the, the first best shot we can get more times than not. Um, defenses are too good to get late into the clock uh, too many times. So just look for us to play significantly faster, especially in these preseason games. Um, you know, I'll probably threaten them a couple of times that if, if we don't shoot the ball within the first 10 or 12 seconds, they have to come out of the game. Um, because we just have to send the message that you're going to have to be in great shape um, to be able to play at the pace that we need to play at. And if you can't sustain that effort, you know, then we can get somebody else in that, that can do so. Um, defensively, we want to take advantage of our versatility on that end as well uh, and, and just try to be really disruptive, you know, take teams out of what they're trying to do uh, as opposed to allowing them to get into their stuff. And, you know, we, we feel like we have the, the athleticism and the length um, behind the basketball. So not just great ball pressure uh, that we've been able to, to enjoy, like over the last couple of years, in a few years, like Elena Beer was great on the basketball. Uh, Brittany Sykes was great on the basketball last year, uh, but we weren't always as great behind great, you know, players on the ball. TRP was good on the ball for us, but we weren't as good behind it. Um, and so we feel like now we have athletes at the wing positions and in, 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 in the front court that um, if teams are throwing lazy passes, if we're disrupting and getting deflections, 
you know, we're taking that and we're going underway quick. Uh, so, you know, those are really the things that we want to see most nights. Um, and then, of course, when we have to execute, uh, we want to be sharp and we want to be detailed. And, you know, I think Christy Calibrand and Necker are going to make sure of that. Um, and so it'll take time for us to get all of that in that I just said, but fast and disruptive, you know, to sum it all up. Thank you, Taya, Jasmine, and Coach Fish. We appreciate y'all. And as always, special thanks to Natalie Gilmore and Eli Horowitz. They keep this ball rolling, and we appreciate you guys so much. Sydney and I will be back with you next week. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. Follow me at SweetBaby24 on Instagram and Twitter and Stacy at Stacy Pates on both platforms as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Believe in Sparks on the Believe Podcast Network. For Sydney Weiss, I'm Stacy Pates. This has been a presentation of BetOnline.ag. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.